Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western, with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Hi everyone, I'm Cheryl Butler, and you're listening to the Mighty Mommy's Quick and Dirty Tips podcast, which will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. Welcome. Today, I'm excited to welcome a special guest to our show, Deborah Deason, a wonderful author of many popular children's picture books, including the New York Times best-selling The Pout Pout Fish series. She currently works for a nonprofit organization and has also worked as a librarian and a bookseller. And right now, she's living in Grand Ledge, Michigan. Deborah, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you on the Mighty Mommy podcast today. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you for having me. Deborah. I have always loved focusing a podcast on one of my favorite topics, books and reading. And when it comes to engaging our kids with delightful stories and such beautiful illustrations, such as the ones in your Pout Pout Fish series, it truly makes me so happy to be able to share your story with my listeners. So I'd love to start off by having you tell the Mighty Mommy audience a little bit about yourself and your background with writing and books. I've loved writing since I was a young girl. And when I was in elementary school, my teachers and my school librarian encouraged my interest in books and in writing. And that encouragement, as well as my parents' encouragement, stayed with me and helped me decide later in life to become a writer. I didn't write a lot for many years, though I had written actively as a young person. I did some other things. I worked as a bookseller and a reference librarian and as a bookkeeper. Um, But when my children came along... And I was immersed in um, books for children. It reawakened my interest in writing. And I found that once I started trying my hand at writing children's books, that I had discovered a kind of writing that really appealed to me. And I've been doing that ever since. Well, you are the best-selling author of the very popular Pout Pout Fish series. And congratulations, you're now celebrating your 10th anniversary. Thank you. Oh, it's great. How did you come up with the idea for the Pout Pout storyline? And can you share with the Mighty Mommy listeners what makes this character so special? The very first Pout Pout Fish story goes back to a time when my elder son, who's now in college, was very young and was having a bit of a pouty day. And uh, he was pouting very much so. And I was trying to help ease him out of his pout. And sometimes a little humor helps with something like that. So I made a giant pout pout face right back at him. 
And he looked at me for a moment, and then he started laughing, and I started laughing. <laughs> and we together were pouting back and forth with these big, exaggerated pouts. And I said, we look like fish, like pout-pout fish. And that was the idea right there. And I started working on the idea probably that same day, definitely that same week. And the story just came out of that almost spontaneously. I can't even really tell you how the story came about. but So I had the idea, and then I spent some time writing the story. And then it took me a while to get the story published and came out in uh, 2008. The stories that have come about since then have grown out of that initial story. I didn't conceive of the Pout Pout Fish as a, a series. I'm so glad it has become one. Um, but I didn't know at the time it, it would be a series. I think the character is very relatable for children. Mr. Fish and his friends are all delightful to look at. Dan Hanna's art is so vibrant and lively and welcoming and funny. And, and so I think that's a lot of the appeal of the character right there. But I think also, yeah, I think also kids find Mr. Fish very accessible because he's not a person. He's a fish. He's not a, a fully a grown-up because he's got a lot of things he's still figuring out. So he's somewhere in the middle ground. He's he's not a kid, but he's he's childlike. He's not a grown-up, but he's he's responsible. And he's got a lot of things that he's exploring and learning. And so the the books that have come in the series since the original have, to a great extent, been about learning things and learning especially about emotions, not exclusively, but a lot of the books have tackled different emotional states and, and how to handle that. When I'm writing the stories, I think about my own self and how I handle similar situations or what I might have liked to have known as a kid, and I write from there. And I think that makes the character relatable for kids who are going through some of those things at, on their own. I was just going to say, absolutely. They the, These books are so relatable and Anybody that has seen one of the Pout Pout books, um, the illustrations are so beautiful. It's it's like watching a movie on paper, really. What do you think it is about picture books that is so important for young children to be exposed to them? I think picture books are a wonderful thing for kids to be exposed to because there are so many aspects of experience in a picture book. There are the words, and you know that's the, the corner I come in on. But the illustrations are, for a picture book, I would say the bigger half of the story, um, the visuals. And then for kids, I think the most important aspect of picture books is that usually they're a shared experience. They're a young child with their parent or a, a child at a story time or a child hearing the story at, from a teacher at school. Definitely kids can enjoy their own, but the shared experience of reading together, looking at a book together, that is what makes it such a valuable experience for young children. And so a book that can engage both the child and the parent or the child and the teacher is a, a book that's going to be returned to again and again, and it builds a sort of community around it. And that's a very special thing. It's more than just the words and the pictures. It's everything that coalesces around that. Oh, that's great because you are. You're making those those memories with your child or your grandchild. Um, and those are things that people look fondly back on. So while we're on that topic, what are some suggestions that you have for parents and or caregivers, grandparents, on how they can interact with their children while they're reading these books to them? I think 
there are a couple of things to keep in mind. One is that there aren't any rules and that there's not a way that a book has to be read. I think sometimes as parents, especially when for new parents, there's this idea that, oh my gosh, I've got to be reading to my kids. There's, there's probably things I'm supposed to be doing with them. Um, you know, maybe I should spend time. Uh, showing them what the letters are and talking about words. And the, the the fun of books is that it's a natural activity to share together and that anything you do around that book is the right thing to do. And your child will guide you to that. There was a period of time with my elder son when he was young where some of the books that we read, he just wanted to hear one page of the book over and over. And I thought, hmm, but I just let him guide me to that. And, and when I did eventually get a little tired of one book with one page over and over, that book maybe <laughs> kind of got hidden for a few days until we could get a little variety. But, <laughs> but he was very interested in understanding language and words. And so he, he wanted to hear one page over and over. And other books will have a fun rhythm to them. And you might find yourself singing in a, a, a voice um, if that's natural for you. But if it's not natural for you to do voices, that's okay. It's pretty much anything goes. And having a fun shared experience is the goal, not not anything else, not anybody else's way of experiencing the book. It's unique to you and your child. And it's unique every day. It's different every day. And that's okay. I think the other part of developing um, routines around books that can be a really good thing is having a regular library routine. My kids and I, when they were young, we went every weekend, every Saturday was our library day. And some schedules don't allow for that frequent of a visit to the library. But if you can have a regular date to go to the library, I think it builds that idea that there are lots of books out there and that you can try a lot of them out. And some of them will seem like a, a perfect fit and some of them won't. And that's okay. Not every book is for every person. And I always tell kids when I talk to them at schools, some of them will like my books and some of them won't. And that doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Because as an author, I'm not interested in people liking me or people liking my books. I'm interested in people liking books and people experiencing reading. So there are many books at the library. And if you keep going week after week, month after month, you're going to find at least one book that seems like it was written just for you and probably quite a few like that. That is great advice. And libraries are such a gem in our communities, and they're always going to be there. And whether it's a story hour or just letting your child go and browse and have a little independence looking at books, it really does help, you know, evolve these kids of ours into uh, readers and appreciating what goes on in pages. So I love Absolutely. that. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Hear that? It's the call of the crave. And when the crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 bacon bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.
This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend when he totally kills it at his improv class's graduation performance. Knees will be slapped. Hilarity will ensue. That's why he's already keeping himself in shape and razor sharp today with wellness tips and tools from AARP to help make sure his health lives as long as he does. Because the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org slash healthy living. So do you see any trends developing in children's books over the past decade since you started the Pout Pout series? Well, I don't follow the trends closely enough to be able to to say exactly what I see. But I think one general um, trend that I, I think has been going on and continues to go on is that the idea of what can and should go into a children's book keeps evolving and changing. And there's such interesting things being published, some things that might not have been able to be published, you know, years ago. We're more open to different ways of presenting a story. There still are conventions, but people do wonderfully imaginative things and fun things, and I love to see the variety of ways a story can be told and ways a story can be shared with a young person. I also think we're hearing from a wider variety of voices and um, representation, and I think that's important, too, to have more diversity in the literature that kids are being exposed to so that their own experiences and their own voices are reflected in the words and the pictures that they're seeing. That's great. The information and personal advice you've shared with us today has been terrific, Deborah. In closing, what would you like others to know about your books and your blog, which is called Jumping the Candlestick? Well, I would like listeners to know that they are part of every book that's out there. Anytime you pick up a book and share it with someone, you become a part of that book. And so even though I think of myself as an author, I mean, I am an author, I'm not the creator of these stories. These stories are recreated every time they're shared together. And that's a really important role to have is to be the person who shares the story with your own child, with other children. And every time you recommend a book to someone, you are helping that story grow. And and so I feel great appreciation for anyone who's willing to pick up one of my books and take a look. And, and some of them you might like and some of them you might not. And that's totally fine. I think I have a variety of books that are in, in print, many of which are about Mr. Fish, the Pout Pout Fish, but I have other books as well. And so those are maybe worth a, a look in case those might be of interest. And I will keep writing as long as I am around because there's always a new story to tell and a new way to tell it. And that's fun and exciting, playing with words and putting them together to create a story. I do have information about my books on my website, and I do have a blog. Um, My blog is sometimes neglected for periods of time as I get busy, but on my blog I like to do interviews with other authors I live in Michigan, and I try to profile Michigan authors, children's book authors, and authors of other books as well. Because again, writing is a community, and reading and writing are all shared together by the people in that world. Readers, writers, librarians, teachers, parents, we're all a part of the same community. Deborah, thanks so much for joining me today to chat about 10th anniversary of the Pout Pout Fish and just how we as parents and um, people that love to read 
can help continue to engage kids in the love of reading and appreciating what goes on those pages. A lot of magical moments are made when parents and kids are together um, snuggled up on a couch or just cozied up in a library reading a book together. For more information on Deborah's wonderful collection of picture books, you can visit her website at deborahdeason.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-D-I-E-S-E-N.com. Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you for having me. If you have friends and family that would enjoy listening as well, I'd love it if you'd share the link to this podcast and refer them to the website, which is www.quickanddirtytips.com slash mighty-mommy. Here, you'll find hundreds of archived episodes covering a wide variety of parenting and family-related topics. Wishing you and your family some amazing time reading together. As always, Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy parenting. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.